Hey, hey, welcome into the PHNX Cardinals podcast presented to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Be sure to like, subscribe, leave us a five-star wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Johnny Venerable on this audio-only podcast. Joined, as always, partner in crime, Mr. Bo Brock. And Bo, Cardinals, not a moral victory on Sunday, but signs of life against the Eagles. However, we're seeing kind of the end result here from the injury standpoint, a bug that the Cardinals have mostly avoided, but now it is catching up to them. We do not know the status of James Conner, Daryl Williams at the time of this podcast, but Bo, if these uh, inquiries, or I should say signings to the practice squad were any indication, we could be without JC and Daryl for uh, at least a little bit of time. Yeah, it was uh, was kind of surprising to hear that they weren't going to know anything until today, uh, Wednesday on James Conner and just kind of see what his status is going forward. But it's never a good sign, especially with a guy who's oft injured. James Conner, he played in a career high, what, 14 games last year. And mm-hmm. to even get to that point was kind of a miracle for James Conner. I mean, he played 13 and 10 games the previous two seasons before that. So, you know, it's just something that comes with a guy like James Conner. Daryl Williams has been a little bit more steady. Uh, but, yeah, it, it's interesting, you know, adding a couple guys, some some veteran names. Um, but with this organization, Johnny, it's, it's always with, you know, is the team, is the coaching staff going to trust these guys potentially? You got to think the guys who are already in that building are going to get first crack. Eno Benjamin and potentially the rookie Keontae Ingram. If if guys like Benjamin or guys like uh, like uh, James Conner or Daryl Williams can't go. Tanner Pfeiffer uh, on Twitter tonight saying that the Cardinals have shown interest in free agent running back Marlon Mack, who was just released from San Francisco. It's funny, Bo Brock, everybody else in the division has uh, injury concerns or running back problems, I should say. Inconsistency uh, in L.A., Rashad Penny's out for Seattle, who the Cardinals play this weekend, and of course, Elijah Mitchell was lost to San Francisco a couple weeks ago. The Cardinals, meanwhile, they have added two running backs uh, to at least their practice squad. We'll see if they elevate them. Corey Clement the former Eagle and Tyson Williams who played for the Ravens and actually averaged, uh, I think like 5.8 yards per carry last year, both now on the practice squad. But I think you hit the nail on the head. I mean, this is, this is, you know, Benjamin show in my opinion, yeah. uh, assuming James and Daryl cannot play, you know, <laughs> I think won a lot of people over, over the course of the preseason and then carried it over to the regular season. Uh, he has been, you can make an argument, the most explosive back, He's got the skill set that I think replicates what uh, Chase Edmonds did so well. And then I would also say he's very physical. I mean, he, he, he yeah. was running through people yards after catch, yards after contact is a plus with Eno battling cramps in the second half of that game and um, helped put the Cardinals in position to at least win the game. I think the biggest concern, Bo Brock, isn't from a running running standpoint because I think Keontae Ingram showed enough in the preseason. I would give him carries. Of course, Eno it's the protection standpoint. It's knowing where to go. That's where the Cardinals struggled. If you remember yeah. Kyler Murray's rookie season and they had to bring in Kenyon Drake because they had a bunch of injuries to the aforementioned Chase Edmonds, uh, David Johnson, and they just couldn't trust guys on the roster just to run the basic plays. So I, I, I'm with you. I think it's it's the Eno Benjamin show and we'll see. Maybe we get Daryl or James Conner in a limited role on Sunday. But man, I think we just got to read the breadcrumbs here. Uh, you're adding an influx of running backs to your roster. I, I can't expect that's good news. Yeah. You, do you hear that? You hear that buzzing? It's the it's the Eno Hive. They are absolutely <laughs> just a, a buzz about, about it. Uh, yeah, Eno Benjamin. You know, there's a huge contingent of Arizona Cardinals fans who also are ASU fans 
and have been just wanting this opportunity now going into his fourth season and, and he's going to get it. It seems like, and uh, you know, he's, he's really one of those guys that limited role against Carolina and, and capitalized on it. And then, you know, thrust into the RB one role at the end of the last game. And, and he, you know, scored a big touchdown was to tie the game. So, you know, this is going to be something. And then I think when we were kind of pounding the table for guys like Greg Dorch and Eno Benjamin and, you know, players that had earned their spot on this roster and were trending in the right direction. And it was because of what they did in, in OTAs and training camp and preseason that, you know, this team should have just kind of rode with them. This yeah. is just forcing the hand of the Arizona Cardinals coaching staff who's stubborn to where they won't. And, and I understand it, you know, and Damian Anderson will probably tell you, and I don't want to put words in his mouth, but he's he's got a long enough uh, track record of saying, you know, obviously the almighty dollar speaks and in, in, in where your draft status was as far as how these guys are being kind of wrenched into the lineup and enforced carries or touches. But as far as the way that Eno's running and the way that he fits the flow of this offense or how the offense flows with him in the game, I think that this is kind of – you know, you don't like to see injuries. You don't like to see your your one of the guys you paid three for twenty one million this this offseason, James Conner, who's so uh, legit as far as close to the go- the goal line. Yeah. Uh, but I think this is a this could be one of those um, blessings in disguise, I guess. Yeah, and here's why you should feel good about it. This is you know his third year in the program too. This is he's not a rookie seventh round pick that's being thrust into action. And I think that that's why yeah, apologies. I think I said he was in his fourth, but yeah, well, right. I just mean like the, it speaks to the fact that I don't think cliff would trust a rookie running back. And now you've got right. this guy who was almost cut. They stashed him away on the inactive list as a rookie. And then last year he's active returned some kicks. And then cliff called him RB one or NRB one. I should say during training camp because of how well he looked. And we saw that translate in the preseason. I pulled up his draft Uh, scouting report for those of you who don't remember back in 2020 the Cardinals got him the eighth pick of the seventh round and it very much felt like well we're just going to take a flyer on a local kid do you know nfl.com they do a fantastic job they scout players Lance Zerline but take a guess what round projection Eno was projected to go from Lance Zerline let's see wait did did Z have him at no fourth round third round pro comp Devin Singletary had a prospect grade of 6.12 good backup with the potential to develop into a starter. So, I mean, this was not a a flash in the pan kind of move. And I just mentioned Elijah Mitchell. He was a six round pick uh, for San Francisco. I mean, like there's any position where you can be drafted late and develop into a quality pro it's running back. And I just, I don't know. I'm with you, Bo. I feel, I feel more hopeful with this kind of, you know, addition or lack thereof at running back because of what we've seen from, you know, now the biggest thing is health wise, Chase Edmonds was always primed for this role, could not stay healthy when he became the featured back and they used kind of the thunder and lightning scenario with James Conner last year. I mean, what's a perfect situation for if it's assuming it's counting and, and, you know, this weekend, is it 70% of the touches, 80%? I mean, like I, I would be hesitant to give him f- 20 carries, 20 touches. I feel like the sweet spot is like maybe like 15 carries, three or four targets in the passing game, and then supplement, you know, Keontae if he's ready. I think more than that, with his frame at 5'9", you're asking for trouble. Now, I might be wrong, and he might be able to handle it, but that's the only thing I'm concerned about. You're so generous giving him that extra inch. He's uh, he's... (laughs) 
He's five eight, and you know he's not a big dude. And I think that's one of the things that were the concern is how his game was going to translate from the Pac-12 to to the NFL, the NFC West, and not as 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 fast as you would want. But he does everything he does. He does solid. And you know he, we asked him. He, he spoke to the media on Monday after the loss to to Philly, and you know obviously because of of what he was able to do in the second half and how he was kind of the only guy left in that running back room that was already pretty deep. Uh, you know, even with the inactive, inactive of, of Keontae Ingram, but you know, he's, he said, look, I've been, I've been the guy I've been RBI one before, but let's be realistic about this. This is just kind of like, can a guy at his size survive the workload of a bell cow running back? I, I think you would be naive to think so, but why not? I mean, figure out what the status is of Daryl Williams and James Conner. If they're out this week with the prospect of them coming back, uh, you know, it'd be tough on a short week, but if, if if there's any chance that they could play Thursday night football against the saints, like just run Eno until you can't run Eno, right? just one of those games, right? Where you just give him every carry that the guy can take and then have Keontae Ingram as your, as your backup. And then maybe we'll see what Jonathan Ward and his hamstring is like. And what, if one of these practice squad guys gets elevated, but I I think, you know, you figure out what your guys are and if Daryl Williams or James Conner could come back within the next week, and just run Eno into the ground like a 1991 Toyota Tercel, just put it over 200,000 miles. You know what, Steve Kime, Cliff Kingsbury are probably thinking, uh, kiss my ass for all the people who thought we were crazy <laughs> keeping five running backs at the beginning of the season, uh, which is funny because I was one of those people. But if you want to dabble in Eno Benjamin's stats this weekend, do it on Underdog Fantasy. You can search in the App Store, click on the link in the show notes, sign up with promo code PHNX Underdog will double your first deposit up to 100 bucks. That's Underdog Fantasy, promo code PHNX. Get in on the action today. We're loving our partnership with Four Peaks. It's uh, it's unreal. We've got some pretty cool events in the works, like our ASU hockey going on later this week. We've got our last Wednesday where we broadcast all live at the PHNX crews, all there at Four Peaks doing our shows, including PHNX Cardinals. Stay tuned for more information, but in the meantime, enjoy yourself some frosty cold beverages from Four Peaks, including their kit lifter, their pumpkin porter. Only a couple more weeks of pumpkin porter. You better get in on that. And then the, the steady, the real reliable, uh, like Wow Joy Bus Wheat, and you know their IPAs. They've got their uh, their hot knot. It's it's all solid at Four Peaks. Stay tuned. Got to be twenty one years or older. Enjoy responsibly. You know, we're in kind of the silly season of the NFL, Bo, where we talk about trades and we get a GM that does like to make moves in season. And I think most of my DMS, I don't know. I don't want to speak for you are about what the Cardinals need to do, who they should target. That's a good feeling. You want to be, you know, the commanders and and potentially selling off folks. I had a new follower tonight on Twitter. I can't remember what his name was, but I ML football on Twitter. Then just follow me where I'm going with this. And and Mm -hmm. I think he just kind of copies what other folks are saying on the on the Twitter sphere, but he's this was interesting. The Panthers, according to ML Football, have no plans on moving star pass rusher Brian Burns at this time. But if Carolina does decide to move Burns, the Eagles, Cardinals, and Titans have shown interest per sources. Now he's got twelve thousand followers on Twitter, uh, but again, I, I think that that I think the Cardinals would have interest in Brian Burns. And somebody else tell me, Bo, 
why would Steve Wilkes trade Brian Burns to the Cardinals? Steve Wilkes is not making that decision, first and foremost. Their, their GM is making that decision. They have no picks. They're going to be starting over. There's a good chance Steve Wilkes isn't a part of that franchise. So, I mean, this this trade season, I think it's going to get a lot of people excited. Are we setting ourselves up for disappointment, or are there realistic possibilities to be discussed and had? Look, Scott Fitterer realizes after his head coach was fired and Matt Rule that he's 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 GMing for his job. Is is, yeah. is that something I can say? I mean, yeah. so if he thinks that there's a package of picks or if there's a package of players that makes sense for Burns and, and to take a horrible roster in Carolina and give them talent to compete and improve their roster in an offseason time enough for him to potentially keep his gig if he's able to do by the end of the year. Uh, he's going to do it. Uh, I, th- I believe this guy, ML, was somebody who said that Andy Isabella was available for trade, and, and, and that was before the season began and nothing came to fruition. So, I mean, take mm. take it with a grain of salt. I, I, I say take any rumors with a grain of salt. I think yeah. everybody's, especially on a team like Carolina, is available. But the, the thing Cardinals fans should be, I guess, excited about is I, I, I think that this team is, is going to be active yeah. uh in, in the pass rush market, regardless if it's Burns, I mean, Burns would be number one, right? He's young. He, he would be He's, easily 24 yeah. years old, Florida kid, fifth-year option next year. Uh, he He's number one. Right. And then you got guys like Robert Quinn, who's not having a solid season, but you know what he's capable of, 18-plus sacks last year. And then you got Jerry Hughes, and you got a couple options that you can, you can kind of look at some teams that are absolutely willing – to deal people and you know, you've got edges with, you know, the Colts who knows what will happen with them or Vegas. You can maybe take a guy who's, who's still a project and Cleveland Farrell. Like there, there, there's going to be options for the Cardinals, but the number one option if, if he's not there, I think there's BC and you can go down the line. And Steve Kime has been very bullish at this point in the season and I expect him to continue to be so uh, come the trade deadline come November 1st. So that that would be unfortunate. We'll see, you know Carolina I, unless they they're really planning on unlocking him up in the in the future and, and that's a premium position. Then sure, but if not, there it's another bad move by a bad organization. Well, I think any conversation for Brian Burns would have to start with a first round pick, wouldn't you say? I yeah. mean, he was a first round pick in and of itself, and see, the, the Panthers aren't just going to give him away. You have to convince them. Whereas, like the Robert Quinn situation. If the Bears lose to the Commanders on Thursday night, like that situation could pick up quick, depending on how they look the rest of the month. Um, Another Zach Ertz situation. Is that what you're, yeah, is that what you're saying? Play Thursday night and then get yeah. dealt right before the weekend and join the Cardinals the following week. That would be huge for the Cards. I, I, did you know that the Cardinals are last in the NFL with uh, only six sacks forced in five games, and one of those, one, have come from an outside linebacker? Uh, Dennis Gardeck, that is it. No sacks for starters. Marcus Golden, Devon Kennard. Kennard saw his snaps cut to 20. Uh, I think that number is going to continue to go down. And while I would love Bo Brock to wait for Mize Sanders or Cameron Thomas, that doesn't just feel like we're going to check in with those guys in June next year. That just, for me, that's what it feels like. Yeah, I think that's about right. Um, yeah, you, you, where we see eight. You guys are OTAs. <laughs> right, right, exactly. I mean, Maje, it, it did seem like he was getting in there and, and they were really just letting him pin his ears back. So maybe in a very limited role, he can get a couple sacks. I mean, it, it's nobody's producing outside of that, as, as you kind of pointed out. So maybe he gets more than eight snaps or maybe he takes advantage of 
of the limited snaps he sees, but it was just, I was relieved to actually see him active come game day. Maybe they start to see Luketa, but they, they've got to be, they've got to be active at the trade deadline for somebody. They, they absolutely have to. Did you see that the Seahawks are bringing back Bruce Irvin for God's yeah. sake for their pass rush? So yeah, it's tell you the Cardinals need to light that defense up on right. Sunday. I mean, 97 year old Bruce Irvin, but at least, at least they can stop people right now. Right. Right. No. And I mean, Vance Joseph is even gone on record saying he doesn't really care about the sack stat. Now, I mean, Vance Joseph will tell you things that you're just like, you'll kind of scoff at like you just did, but they're, they're looking to get pressure. They're looking to get quarterbacks off the spot and make bad decisions and, and potentially get turnovers. But, you know, not either, like not either one of them is happening at, at a high, high enough rate for this team to really turn it into points, but it also comes down to the offense playing better. So, but yeah, no, I feel you. I think that at this point we, we know where the need is. I agree with you as far as the secondary, you know, hearing from Antonio Hamilton on Monday, I, I'm, I'm fully confident. Like once he gets his, his legs back, he's going to be able to go. And that secondary, maybe Trayvon Mullen gets a little healthier. It should be solid enough to, to compete. So get some, get somebody who can get after the quarterback for God's sake. So you're ready to say that I was right when I said that the pass rush stunk and the DBs were fine all along. Is that what you're saying to me, Bo? Uh, yeah, I might've, I might've said that <laughs> some roundabout way. <laughs> my folks are here. They're in town. My dad wants tickets to the new Orleans saints game and he hasn't bought them yet because he's going to dabble on the game time app. Cause he knows from his son, he can save up to 60% on tickets when you buy them last minute. It's great for you procrastinators out there. It's the best way to support us is by clicking on the link in the description. Again, dabble on game time. Don't let Saints fans staunch up, stink up State Farm Stadium trying to get our first home win in nine attempts. Uh, Too many Eagle fans uh, this past weekend, Bo, but you can change that. Change it now. Use game time. Get your tickets today. If he's having trouble sleeping, you maybe help him out with some OGs as well. Oh, or other great sponsors. They're changing the game. They've got their sleep time gummy now, and you don't want to sleep on these. OGs is now flavoring dreams along with flavoring life. Two to one THC to CBN. Like that's what they're doing to do this. I'm surprised they're giving us that ratio for the gummy because it's changing the game. CBN is the compound that helps specifically with falling and staying asleep. Sleep edition gummy is aqua berry flavor. I highly recommend you check out OG's online about all of their stuff that they're selling there at ogsbrands.com and on Instagram at ogsbrands. You can find their products, your local dispensary. Got to be 21 years or older to purchase. Our GM Saul Bookman sent us something this morning, Bo, and I like had to read it twice on The Athletic, uh, which is a prominent news site, I'm told. I, I prefer gophnx.com, the work of the great Howard Balls or promo code Howard, but... Uh, I'll give some free advertising to the athletic. Uh, they did uh, like a trade for every team at the deadline. Um, and you would think after our conversation, pass rusher, D tackle, maybe even somebody would say an offensive lineman. Nope. It was the trade idea. Let's ship Atlanta Falcons tight end Kyle Pitts to Arizona. Um, Marquise Brown has been productive as the Cardinals uh, could have possibly hoped for. Uh, but Brown might cash in this offseason. There are no other long-term running mates for Kyler Murray. Well, DeAndre Hopkins is still on the team, at least with this idea for Murray to play uh, up on Madden, so taking a shot at Kyler Murray. Just imagine the pieces 
one could write with a package of uh, Kyle Pitts and Isaiah Simmons. Um, yeah, I don't know what to make of this uh, other than maybe this person doesn't realize that the Cardinals have Zach Hurts and Trey McBride. And more so, like, why would Atlanta trade Kyle Pitts? I, don't I mean, I, I know that they, they haven't utilized him up to his capabilities, but he was a thousand yard receiver his rookie year. He's a Pro Bowl 10 end. It's like, okay, he had a he had a slow start. And Arthur Smith said a stupid soundbite after a loss <laughs> that, you know, maybe they weren't feeding them ball because they wanted to win, which was absurd. But I, I wouldn't think the Falcons want to give away a unicorn type player that uh, is just a freak athlete. If, if he is available, yeah, please pounce. I don't care if you have Ertz or if you have McBride. I mean, Kyler Murray looked good throwing to him in the Pro Bowl. I know he found him for at least one touchdown, maybe two. Um, but yeah, I just don't. I don't see the fit. I don't think Kyle Pitts is is available now. I don't think he's available next season. And I, I wouldn't. I would be shocked if he didn't stay in Atlanta for a long time. Um, but yeah, that was. I also saw, according to I think it was Pro Football Rumors, mm. they had a trade candidate from each team. And I've seen a lot of our really. Uh, inform listeners out there in, in the chat when we're doing our live YouTube stuff, bring up the fact that, you know, that Josh Jones is starting caliber tackle on the bench. Now I I'd like to keep Jones. Um, but you know, he's their top trade candidate because, you know, teams are looking for players on the offensive line at the, always at this time, would you maybe dangle Josh Jones out there to, to fill one of these needs for the Arizona Cardinals? I mean, it's got to be player for player. Uh, Jones is, he'll be 26 next year. In the last year of his contract, um, I people look at him like a high-end caliber starting tackle, can play either position. Uh, it would be difficult. Uh, people also are complaining for Kelvin Beecham to be benched, so I don't know how that works in correlation to this. Beecham looks like he's about done. So then you're immediately going into next year with a glaring hole at right tackle. But if I got people in my ear saying, well, I'm not worried about next year, I'm worried about now and health permitting it, I would have to bow, get back a piece um, that in, in return beyond this year. So like if he's a part of a package for Brian Burns, for instance, um, I don't know how the logistics on that would work, but like, I know Brian Burns is going to be part of this team and he's also in his mid twenties I'm not trading Josh Jones at this point right now. I would have done it in the preseason, not right now for like what we've seen from Robert Quinn. Like I'm not doing that for somebody in their thirties. That's a free agent to be. I I mean, I think we take for granted how, you know, what this offensive line used to look like once upon a time in 2018 and before. And now you've got Sean Coogler who's molded Josh Jones. This Cardinal offensive line has given up seven sacks in five games. Like, Hey, Kyler Murray needs to say, but the pressure ain't Johnny, the pressure rate. <laughs> it's like, look, I would have signed up. I would have signed up every day of the week. If, if you, if you had told me that stat right before the, before the season, it's like, look, the Kyler two most Murray, overrated stats are the pressure rate that they give up and the pressure that they get defensively. Right. No, yep. we, we are, we have no sacks and we're not giving up any sacks. So right. I'm, I'm a, I'm a Josh Jones fan. I thought that that was a steal when they got him. He easily yeah. could be playing right now. He may have to at some point. But I, think- I, I agree with that. I mean, to, to think that they're going to make it through 17 weeks of the season without having an injury at tackle. I mean, with DJ Humphreys record, you know, track record and Kelvin Beecham. And yeah, I absolutely think it's inevitable. We're going to see Josh Jones play big snaps for this team this season. So it's like pitching, like just because you have a bunch of studs in your bullpen doesn't mean it just because you have an embarrassment of riches, you just go deal them because come October, 
you need those guys and then they're going to pitch big innings for you. I, and I just think like the teams that are going to be wanting, you know, things in return, they want draft picks. Cardinals have draft right. picks and you know, Cardinals are around 500. Like teams are going to be more inclined to deal with the Cardinals because maybe they don't take them seriously and they think the pick can be higher. I mean, let's, let's be yeah. honest. Like, you know, I, I'm seeing the Rams involved in a lot of these rumors. It's like I'd rather trade with Steve Kime and the Cardinals because they yeah. haven't won the division since 2015. I mean, that's the, the the blunt reality of the situation. Like, sure, they probably want also Josh Jones. Cardinals have two third-round picks. They've got a second. They've got a first. Bo, you've mentioned it. F them picks many, many times. Can, yeah. Go ahead. Can I add one more name to this maybe? Yes. Um, yes. And, and I think, you know, with the Bengals on tap and then the Cardinals on Thursday night football, New Orleans is going to be a team to really follow along with the last two off seasons. They are miracle workers as far as the cap, like NFL fans don't believe the salary cap is a thing because of how deep in the hole the saints have been. But at some point they're going to have to pay that $55 million cap that they're going to be in, in the hole for. And if Marcus Davenport becomes somebody that, that, that is available you can add him right up there with Brian Burns. And, you know, the Saints at two and three right now, um, if, if they lose to Cincy, which is very, you know, it, it could very well happen. And then they've got a short week, you know, the Arizona Cardinals could potentially put them at two and five. And then you're a week and a half away from the, the trade deadline. Davenport's not a guy that's under contract after this season. Why not? Cameron Jordan, I would put in that class at 33. Bring him uh, home. Yeah. Uh, my issue is just Mickey Loomis, I, he, the GM. They feel like they're always in it, even when they're not. I mean, I, I just think it's they're unrealistic. The moves they made this offseason, I think, were unrealistic. Like, they brought Tyron Matthew home to try to win a championship. Like, get the hell out of here. You're not making the playoffs. Um, yeah, they they have a lot of good players. I mean, Marshawn Lattimore, they got a ton of quality offensive linemen. Chris Olave looks like the real deal. I am I, – I, I think Carolina and Washington and Chicago remain the, the likely three teams that the Cardinals are going to be able to convince. Now, the problem is we need Chicago and Washington to both somehow lose Thursday night. Um, but one of those two teams, I guess, has to win that that Thursday night game. And you can you can dabble on that if you're feeling so inclined. God help you if you are. But DraftKings, new customers can bet $5 on any NFL team to win $200 back in free bets if they do. It's just that simple. I thought Justin Fields played his best game of the season last weekend against the Bears, or excuse me, against the Vikings, and I think he takes it to the Commanders. Uh, Ron Rivera calling out his quarterback uh, publicly. That's not a good look, but it's a good look for you if you utilize step-up same-game parlays. Right now, for every leg you add, you can boost your winnings up to 100% with bigger payouts than ever. Why would you bet on football anywhere else? And you wouldn't. And to make things even sweeter, you can throw down on step-up same-game parlays once per day all season long. Dabble on Thursday, dabble on Saturday, Sunday, Monday. It's simple. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use that promo code PHNX. That's promo code PHNX on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Bo, you're going to be back at practice tomorrow, my good man. Yeah, practice actually was switched to a closed walkthrough. So we're not going to be able to see the players out there on the field uh, I don't know if it's, you know, has to deal with the team trying to navigate the running back room and who's going to be available, who's not going to be available. So we're not going to get a glimpse of who's practicing on Wednesday. We will talk to Kyler Murray. We will talk to Cliff Kingsbury. So we'll have news and notes from that. And then, uh, yeah, they expect the team to be out there on Thursday gearing up for uh, Seattle Seahawks week. 
Keep it plugged in. PHNX Cardinals all week ahead of Sunday's matchup in Seattle. Like, subscribe, leave us a five-star wherever you get your podcast. For Bo Brock, I'm Johnny Venerable. We'll see you tomorrow. Peace.